Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens and two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens and two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Oh, Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who is joining us. They're a comedian and a writer on the show, Brockmire. It's Amanda Sitko. Hello. Amanda, did you have a favorite teacher growing up? Uh, yeah, I did. My drama teacher in high school. Oh, that tracks. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. was their deal? Uh, he was a Vietnam vet. Perfect for drama. Yes. Yeah. Loved stagecraft and like loved fucking um, combat. (laughs) So (laughs) we would do like one time he literally paired us up and was like, we're going to have an exercise where you're going to punch each other. And when you hit your limit, you're going to let your scene partner know. But like, obviously that did not go well for like the boys in the class. This yeah. was in high school? This was in high school, yeah. Ooh, that's a terrible exercise to do with high schoolers. <laughs> Look, we all work out our This was your favorite teacher. Ways. This was your this favorite. This is my favorite teacher. <laughs> the most yeah. nurturing teacher you had. Okay. Yeah, we got along really well. He, <laughs> there's like um this thing called the SCA, which is like essentially mm-hmm. what LARPing is, you know? Okay. Society of Creative Enacrement, I think is what it stands for, but uh, they're a little more hardcore where they kind of live most of their lives like they're at a Ren fair. Oh, okay. wow. And he was like the Baron of California. It was a big deal. Like, like sometimes he'd be walking. Oh, yeah. wow. So <laughs> he'd be walking and people fair, would recognize people would be him. Like, oh, my God, that's him. That's the Baron. Yes, that's the Baron Wilhelm. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, he used to walk through Silver Lake and see the walker, the Silver Lake walker. Remember him? No. Oh, was, maybe that's just like was he just a weird... He Weird might be before dude? your time. Yeah, he's just a guy who was walking through Silver Lake. And you know, there's the Silver Lake Walker. 
Oh. Was there anything was, distinctive about him? His walk, his stride. He was always shirtless and oiled. <laughs> and uh, okay. he was an oh. older gentleman, but he was very purposeful. But it was like, oh, there he goes. He died mm. a few years ago. But uh, oh, it was always I'm fun sorry. to see him. Anyways, lesson to uh, that just the LARPing made me think of the Baron <laughs> <Yeah>. of California. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he was just cool, like let us ditch class and like hang out in the theater. And what did you ever do plays? Yeah, I did so many plays. <laughs> <laughs> Not like two a year. We did two a year and then like whatever we were doing in the drama class. Like, oh, there's like a night of scenes or like, yes, a- that type of stuff. <laughs> a review. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stuff that we thought was so important oh sure of course yeah did you have a favorite like show you ever did or favorite part (laughs) i got to play pseudolus in a funny thing happened on the way to the floor (laughs) Um, aggressive yeah and it was me and like the harem was basically all the dance girls the girls that took dance Mm -hmm. um but that was just really fun because yeah i got to be like the lead male of a musical (laughs) did you play pseudolus as a male or as a, a female as a male I mean, as masculine as I could sure, be, sure. which was like a mm-hmm. wig and a painted on beard. You know, <laughs> so nothing more masculine. A wig. <laughs> nothing more masculine. <laughs> and it really was like my beard was just contour. Like it wasn't even sure. <laughs> like a beard beard. Um, but yeah, and then like we did like stuff like Go Ask Alice that was about you know, a girl that mm. overdoses, we were doing the work. <laughs> you, <laughs> you were going Dealing there. with the issues. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have like favorite plays from high school you did? Uh, I did Midsummer in high school. I did Midsummer in high school. Oh, nice. Who are you? Puck. Oh, nice. I was bottom. Not so oh. oh, alert the media. Uh huh. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, bottom. Uh, we like also the... did a funny thing happened away to the floor my freshman year. I was just one of the proteans. Oh, nice. Good nice. Stuff. Bottom is the one that I would play party. that I like. That's the most coveted one now, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's like the funny role. Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. Isn't there's not a lot of funny people in Midsummer's Night Dream? There's this group called the Mechanicals. I thought it was a comedy. It is a comedy, but it's like it's two. There's two sets of lovers and there's like spells and they fall in love with the wrong people and this and that and all that. And there's like fairies and ghosts and stuff like that. And then, yes, a group of people called the Mechanicals who are putting on a play. And there's a bunch of just like a rough assortment of guys who, you know, don't know how to put on a play, but they're putting on one for was it the Duke? I want to say the Duke because the liquid you, but maybe it's like the. <laughs> I don't remember who they performed for. That is so funny. I guess it was. Yeah, yeah it's for like it's the, the like the fifth act is them doing the play, but it's like the lovers and the Duke and whatnot and and all that. There's levels. Yes, yes. there's yeah. oh, there's it's a cast system definitely. Oh, but, uh, mm-hmm. what play is it? I tell That's you. That's true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't do any plays in high school. I did like children's theater, but that was about it. Oh, uh, I did one show called The Fabulous Fable Factory. Heard of it? No, uh, but <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also Raggedy Andy in The Adventures of Raggedy Ann and Andy. Oh, and then okay. other notable roles include uh, from Beauty and the Beast, the sea captain. Oh. This was not Disney's Beauty of the Beast, but All a very right. dry, boring version. But there was a <laughs> sea captain. How dry there could was, it have been? I Well, she, Belle comes to meet me in a pub and I tell her, I saw your father's ship sink. So <laughs> <laughs> that takes five minutes, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It wasn't great, but I did get a spray paint my hair silver. Which, nice. What kid doesn't love that? Exactly. I know. I to this day the smell of um, wasn't called glue? Aquaphor. grease paint. N- n- not spirit oh. gum, but yeah, it was like um, talent. 
<laughs> the paint that we use on our faces. Aquacolor, I think was what it was called. Oh, Aquacolor. All right. And that's, it's like a Ben Nye makeup, but like mm-hmm. that Ben Nye makeup smell, like Yo, gives yeah, me yeah. like the warm fuzzies. It's a weird chemical that it's like kind of clay, kind of makeup. It's, yeah. What yeah, yeah, it? yeah. But, and it was probably like 15 years old that we were using it oh, just cool. like for every high you, school student. Did you like have that thing? Did, did like the upperclassmen tell you that trick of like, if you put a blue dot right in your eye, then the audience will think you have blue eyes. Uh, for some reason, we were told put a red dot. Oh, in red this, dot. First, I don't, but I don't. It was like to bring focus to your eyes. It's amazing, like what kids are told at high school theater that makes no sense, and, and you'll just have like this, like broad white strip, like right down <laughs> the the center of your nose. You look completely insane. Like yep. everyone looks like they're trying to do old age makeup, even if you're not. It's nuts. And even like what you're told old age of makeup is like, that's not what old people look like. They don't have just yeah. stripes across yeah. their foreheads. <laughs> like you're right. just like, what the fuck were we thinking? And just that we all thought we were pulling it off. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you have to, you gotta yeah. have that confidence. You gotta the believe it or you can't go youth. out there. Yeah, you know? even in college, I played the mother in this play called Buried Child. Okay, which, yeah. like, yeah, and I had to play, like, basically, like, a six-year-old woman who had, like, had sex with her, like, mentally handicapped son. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus. I, like, at the time was like, oh, I'm, no one would believe that I'm not a 60-year-old I've woman. And now I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I fooled them all. Wouldn't it be great to go back and see it now? No, no. <laughs> Oh, that would be horrifying. That would be horrifying you know, if someone uncovered that. Speaking of upsetting reactions to a theatrical performance, today oh. we're talking about Dead Poet Society. John, what's the deal with Dead Poet Society? Mark, let me tell you the deal with Dead Poet Society. It was directed by Peter Ware, written by Tom Schulman, and a new English teacher, John Keating, is introduced to an all-boys preparatory school that is known for its ancient traditions and high standards. He uses unorthodox methods to reach out to his students who face enormous pressures from their parents in the school. And with Keating's help, students learn to break out of their shells, pursue their dreams, and seize the day. It stars Robin Williams, Robert Sean Leonard, Ethan Hawke, Josh Charles, and Norman Lloyd. It was released on June 2nd, 1989 and made $235.9 million off a budget of $16.4 million. Vincent Camby of the New York Times praised Williams' exceptionally fine performance while noting the movie is far less about Keating than about a handful of impressionable boys. Roger Ebert's review was largely negative, however, only giving the film two out of four stars, calling it a collection of pious platitudes and criticizing Williams for spoiling an otherwise credible dramatic performance by occasionally veering into his onstage comedian's persona. It was nominated for four Academy Awards, Best Director, Best Picture, Best Actor for Robin Williams, and it won Best Original Screenplay for Tom Shulman. And a theatrical adaptation written by Shulman opened off-Broadway in October of 2016 with Jason Sudeikis playing the role of John Keating. And that is the deal with Dead Poets Society. So, Amanda, we asked you to pick a movie. Also, Slackjawed reaction to Ebert's review was a delight to watch. (laughs) Yeah, I could not believe that. I, I honestly like to me, it's I think one of the best things that Williams has ever done. Like, I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree. Better than Moscow on the Hudson. <laughs> I didn't see Moscow on the Hudson. Oh, I well see. then. It was always on H. So we asked you to pick a movie. Why Dead Poet Society? Well, it's one of my like top five. Wow. Um and because going back to high school stuff, it really was like why I wanted to become like an actor. Oh, you know, like it was like one of those where I was like, oh, this is seminal 
in my life. And I have this weird, I don't know if it's weird, but I have a penchant for uh, like prep school boys. Like, like I fucking loved Dead Poet Society, School Ties, Toy Soldiers, like <laughs> a separate piece. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yes, everything that takes place at a prep school, I am uh, in a hundred percent. Like, what is it that you, you like about yeah. it? Yeah, like the uniform, the sort of. Yeah, there's. Something did you go to one, it. or were you? No. Did you grow up near one? No, like I grew up Catholic in California, and I feel like <laughs> that's like... your one woman show. <laughs> <laughs> uh and my uncle was a catholic priest uh anyhow. oh wow but like um Name you know, like our church still had like acoustic guitars and shit like it was oh, like a little more East funky Coast catholic mm-hmm. church yeah, yeah. kind of hippie but i i think it was more i think i just liked beautiful boys sure <laughs> like, i mean join the club <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but beautiful boys aren't exactly hard to find i mean you could be into surf movies though but is there something about like oh there's a beautiful boy underneath that tweed me, yeah, I don't know why the repression. Maybe it was just like the age, like when you saw these movies, they were like appropriate boys for you to have crushes on. Probably, yeah. Because even now, as I'm older, like I'm in my fucking forties now. And no, <laughs> thank you. Great. I was waiting. <laughs> um, but if I see anyone like in their early twenties, it's like, oh you're all beautiful. Like if you walk on a college campus now, it's <laughs> right. just like, you're all fucking perfect. You have like, no idea. children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and even probably the person that thinks they're like the ugliest one there. I'm like, no, like you're amazing. It's never going to get better than no matter <laughs> what they say. <laughs> just like you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So how and many so, times have you seen dead poet society? Do you think? I'm also, I have like a weird, OCD trait while well, I'll watch a movie obsessively. So I've probably mm, seen okay. it like over 200, 300 times. 200, 300 wow. times. So it's yeah. like every so often you like go on a Dead Poet Society tag <laughs> and you just like watch it three or four times. Yeah. And I used to um, fall asleep to like a TV in my room. But, you know, when you live in LA and you don't have cable and stuff like that, I just had like a one of those TV VCRs. Mm. Right. And I would just have like a cassette tape in it or whatever VHS in it. And every night. So it would just be like, Oh, I'm now on my dead poet society falling asleep thing where I'll do it's that for like two months, like every night. Okay. I'm just like, and not you watching the whole the film same part or no, just yeah, like working my way through it. Oh, okay. So you don't, do you fall asleep and it plays out or you like, right as you're about to fall asleep, you stop it. I would like, asleep. right as about to fall asleep, gotcha, like hit gotcha. click and then tuck my remote under my pillow. Gotcha. But the- <laughs> Some <laughs> goblins took minutes. it or right, something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's weird. I think I only stopped doing it when I moved in with my husband. That's when I stopped. You moved like, in fall- with your husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we got married. We might as well live together. I yeah. guess. <laughs> we'll save on rent. Right. We lived together for years, but yeah. Like, oh, I see. Like, uh, I think when that happened, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, we're not going to fall asleep to oh. my old. And I, and I think that television that. would probably have to have broken by now. Like, it's hard to find a VCR. It's impossible and <laughs> utterly pointless. Uh, so, John, what do you bring it to Deadpool? Seen it before? First timer? No, I'd seen it when it first came out. I saw it in theaters and I remember thinking it was good, like getting the inspiration of it, but also thinking it was a, a little much at times. And I had not really watched it until last night when I rewatched it again. And yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a solid movie. It's good. I sort of agree, like. I think Robin Williams does a very good job, but I think there are a few moments where it's like, we're getting a little uh, genie from Aladdin right now. We could Mm. pull back on some of the impressions a little bit. 
especially since like we've seen Robin Williams do those impressions so many times. So it's like if he was if he wasn't doing a John Wayne where it's like we've seen you do this so many times, it would maybe less feel sticky. Like yeah. if he found original impressions for the character to do rather than ones that he would do. Uh, but he does a good job. And also like rewatching again, I was like the the boys in this like there's a lot of future stars in this cast. It's crazy. Uh, very well cast. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's solid. I, I still think it's kind of a little much, but fine. Solid <laughs> works well. I don't think it's very gay, but I didn't mind rewatching it. <laughs> How about you, Mark? What do you bring into Dead Poets Society? Yeah, this might be a tough go for you, Amanda. I thought it was pretty. <laughs> uh, when I watched it, I was fine. I was like, this is fine. I kept waiting for something. to. Ha- it's all kind of he reminds me. John Keating reminds me of uh, what Karamo does on Queer Eye. Like, mm. get out of your head, stand on your desk. Now you got a new point of view. Like, well, no, I don't. And like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We're not addressing any of the issues of the day. We're yeah. not talking about it's right. all just like platitudes. And like, what is he actually teaching them? Well, Hang in re- there. Rewatching it. I was like, ooh, uh, it's just all these white. Men. It's white supremacy camp. Yes. Is where they're yes. going to. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, oh, shit. And also like. I mean, I was raised Catholic. I'm a pretty hardcore atheist now. And like, okay, you don't need to throw that in our face. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but there's also just like that. There's the problems of the Catholic Church and just being like, this school must have been like none of oh, the yeah. issues of the day are ever addressed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, no, I, it was funny because I was like, oh, there's no anything racial is not even mentioned. But I was like, I guess it just doesn't exist in this world. Well, from their point of view, it probably doesn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the same with like, I thought about the same where I was like, there had to have been boys that liked each other. Nope. But it must have been so repressed. Yeah. I'm sure if they were to make this movie now, then Ethan Hawke's character would have been gay is what I was thinking while watching it. Mm. I mean, half of them would have been. And it was like they're into reading a cave, reading poetry to each other. Yeah, <laughs> more than Ethan Hawke. And also um, watching, I was like, oh, this is like the full thing. You just got to be yourself. I'm like, well, this is like a Disney movie. They're like, oh, it is a Disney movie. It's Touchstone. Right. Like, yeah. this is exactly like every children's film that has been made in the last 20 years of just be yourself in a really generic kind of way. Yeah, right. But I think that's like sort of what he I think basically what he taught them was just to like, there's another like you can look at things in a different way, which I think at that age as like a you know, like as kids. Sure. That is yeah, like I probably watched this at in 89. I was that came out in 89. I was yeah. 10 years old when it came out. So I probably mm-hmm. was watching it around like 12 years old and just thinking like, wow, like, oh my God, like yeah. look at this crazy shit. And now if I was in a class and they were like, everybody stand up on your desks, I would be like, oh Jesus. Oh, come like, on. no. <laughs> I wouldn't want shoes for this. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. But at the time it just seemed so I thought they were so cool and like sure. so anti-authority and all this stuff. And now right. I'm like, oh God. Like I would see most of these kids would probably grow up. Most of the kids in the class would grow up to be Republicans. I feel like. Yes. Sure. But it's also 1950s. Yeah. Like a different thing. You know what I mean? Like to judge them as like today's youth feels unfair. Yeah. What am I? What can you do? Can well, you Amanda, do? as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movies <laughs> ever. So we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go. We're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point, you are going to come up with a category, and it will be added, added to, to the wheel, wheel, which may not. 
not make sense right now, but it will later. Consider it foreshadowing. Mm. Um, so I was debating whether to do the top five gayest movies ever <laughs> or the bottom five gayest <laughs> movies ever. Because I think you happen to choose a very decidedly ungay movie despite the setting. It is true. Rewatching it, I think I maybe just assumed I was like, well, it's a gaggle of young boys like right. sure. there must Where be hormone, hormones are going amok There's yeah but now that the re-watching it for the first time under this lens what <laughs> this was the very first time that i was like oh this is problematic and well I, you I might have a more before you know if we do the bottom five let's just do the bottom five for a change okay. of taste because that'll also give you a positive outcome because it probably okay. won't be the least the least gay movie we've ever done it's got it probably we'll, we'll find out all right here are the bottom five tied in last for the fifth for the most gay well position 141 and 140 at 16.10% are goodwill hunting and when harry met sally oh and man the... goodwill hunting's the lowest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh with the 16.12% uh in 139 kramer versus kramer 16.44% in at position 138 what about bob and current uh, one, 137th gayest. This is very hard to do back. I should have started at 137 and then worked my yeah, way yeah. bottom. Uh, what are you going to do? You live, you learn. Alanis Morissette. Uh, 19.07%. Your good friend, Jenny Pearson's pick, Sabrina, the 1995 version. Ooh, uh, also, I want to point out, I looked up the screenwriter, Tom Sch- Tom Schulman, I think his name is. Yep. Yes. He fucking wrote What About Bob? So he's going to have uh, this is true. two films that are going to be at the bottom of this list. Wow. What an icon. And he know. was a uh, vice president of the WGA for a few years. Oh. Mm. Oh, so you, there you go. All right. All right, Amanda. So if you had to guess now, how well do you think Dead Poet Society is going to do? <laughs> um, I think it's going to be the bottom like 25th percentile like okay. somewhere in that bottom corner <laughs> all right uh i don't quite know how to do that math with the bottom 20 bottom four out of 140 is like the bottom 24th so we're looking to beat. let's say we're looking to beat topsy-turvy which is the 120th place that has a 39.89 percent got topsy-turvy okay. in your side okay. so the first group of categories okay. are the canning categories so for these we're each going to give it a score between zero and 100 then we'll take the average of all three of our scores so Amanda Sitko, how would you rate Dead Poet Society on a scale of 0 to 100 in actual gay characters? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have to say zero. Well, well we could talk about oh, it. We could I talk did about it a think little bit. Maybe Mr. McAllister, the very stuffy other English mm. teacher who's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing ripping out these books? Uh-huh. That guy. I- he reminded me of the gay guy on Frasier. Of Got the stuffy it. the gay guy and Fraser, the one like uh, the really yeah. stuffy waspy one. I don't remember. Niles. No, no, no. He wasn't. <laughs> he worked at the radio station. Okay. He was like the arts host or something. Anyways, mm. this is a terrible description. My <laughs> pitch was there's Pitts and Meeks who like mm. are building the radio together. Right. They and then there's a scene where they're moment. just dancing together. And I was like, what if this was like the beginning of something you know like a friendship that buds into <laughs> like i was a like a tv show right then we would yeah like i was like with this they could have maybe like a knowing touch at some point they did there was touch. i did end up on there's like a a fan made a wikipedia devoted solely to dead poet society and in their mm-hmm. mind they have a lot of romantic connections between all the a lot boys. of shipping's going on here. a lot of shipping mm-hmm. but absolutely pulled out of their ass yeah yeah 
I will say they do bring up Walt Whitman a lot. They never That's bring true. up his sexuality, no. which what you think would matter in discussing his poetry, but it apparently doesn't in this world. Wow. But they do mention him. You wouldn't yeah, know they, he's gay from the movie. That's very true. Yeah, but that's, that's it. about it. maybe Todd. He does like hang out in the locker room when he's already changed. Yeah, it was. Well, my first thought when I saw it was I was like, oh, I guess Todd didn't shower. Everybody else showered because his hair was dry. And I was right. like, maybe it's his <laughs> shine. So just there to dry hang shampoo, out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I got for actual gay. Nothing really. I know. I'll give it a one. A one. I'll give it because I think Ethan Hawke could have been there. Uh, there's some boys in the class we don't really get to know. So maybe a few of them are the well, women of it all. I'll give it an eight. Eight. Uh, I'll give it a three for Walt Whitman for okay. clause for erasing erase the erasure of mm-hmm. Walt Whitman's sexuality. Give it an average of four, which is, hey, that's three point higher than to grandmother's house we go. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, our next category, gay icons. Well, we got um, Laura Hardin in a very brief role. Who? Who's, she's one of the girls. I think that's her name, Laura Hardin. She's one of the girls brought to. She was just in. Uh, oh, Laura w- Walters. That's her. Yes, I guess my Laura is mixed up. Sure. She was just in You're Boogie Nights and uh, Magnolia. Boogie, yeah, Magnolia. She's one of the girls brought to the cave. Butterfly effect. Wait, is she the one who? Is she in Goodfellas? The I'm going to get my lucky hat. I have no idea. I meant to look that girl up because I was like, I think that's the lucky hat girl from Goodfellas. That's that lucky hat girl. <laughs> Who could forget I the lucky you. hat girl? And Laura Flamboyle film scenes, but was edited. We're all I know. Yeah, I'm so. And she's at the very end. She's one of the first names you see in the credits. Like I know. Featuring this person. Like, oh. She had a good contract. I guess. Yeah, good agent. I mean, Robin Williams for the birdcage, you could throw a few points, I would say, for this one. I, I feel like he's lost some points, though, with the gays, because like looking back at his material, like he's just I'm just doing an infeminate man thing. It's kind of like, right. all right, Robin. Yeah, I agree. But he still was good in birdcage. I don't know. Like, he is very like, good. Like, I did just watch birdcage the other night. It he's is like a movie that like was at like now it seems sort of quaint and like not that daring. But at the time, it was sort of like, I don't know that it would have been made without him. Unfortunately, that's not the movie. I agree, but I'm just saying we could give him a few points. As a what about an inspiring that. teacher as a gay as icon? As a gay icon? But we all have like an inspiring teacher. Yeah, but they're not all gay. No, but two gays, an inspiring teacher might be. An well, icon. I mean, like a teacher encouraging you to do a play. And like, Robin Williams like, isn't gay, but we're giving him points for a gay icon. I'm just saying inspiring teachers you're in saying general like inspiring as a gay teachers icon. are gay icons. And I'm just saying like that's two gay people. They could be sure. Look, okay. I'm not saying it's two points. <laughs> I will more, say not this, more than two points. But. Based on that character, though, I think if there were a boy in that class that Keating assumed yes. was right. gay, he probably would pull him aside and be like, hey, you're OK. You're like, keep it to yourself. Yeah. You're be okay. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, no, there were Walt no women and, would be the only one I would say. That's right. true. Walt women doing a lot of heavy lifting. (laughs) (laughs) What do we think? There's hardly any ladies in this movie. That's that's the biggest like that's not that's going to that's that's going to hurt this movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do once again, like a two, (laughs) a two. 
I'll give it a six for Gay Icon. A six. I'll give it a three for Walt Lemon, giving it a 3.67, which is the lowest, lower even than Phantom Thread, which has a 7.33. Okay. okay. Maybe you make up some points here, but I hope not. The male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? I mean, the What's only the- time we see sort of male flesh is when Robert Sean Leonard is about to commit suicide. So I feel like it doesn't feel gay. And it was sexy. And you do get to see it a little bit. You're like in that shower scene. The one thing I liked was if this was filmed modern day, like all those boys would be like fucking chiseled out yeah, of rock, like you know, and like, these were all like very average boys. And so yes. I was like, oh, I kind of like that. This isn't so like this kid's got a six pack. It's not like um, toy soldiers where they're hanging out in their tidy whiteies. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just like the look. I think I really like, especially like. You like a, a man an in Oxford a under yes. a sweater. Oh, yeah. Mm, Were you into yeah. dark academia like a year ago? No, I don't know what that was. That was what like was that? this like fashion, like I don't want to say movement, but it was just like a style <laughs> people were like into like on like Pinterest and like oh. Instagram for a few months was dark academia, like kind of gothy schoolgirl kind of thing. Oh, I'll have to look it up. You'll have to look, look up some dark academia. You'll you'll make a Pinterest board in no time. Right. Because if you ask me, like, who's the most attractive person of all times? And I like always do. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like John Hamm and Mad Men. Like that's it. That's it. That's really? Yeah. You like a suit? I love a suit, and I love a high and tight. Oof. Oh sure. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like everything in its place. Everything in yes. order. Yes. But then, like the smell of whiskey on their breath. Had a hard, mm. hard day. <laughs> okay. Cigarettes. I don't mind cigarettes. Yeah. You don't mind? Not a deal breaker. Not a deal breaker. My husband smoked when we met, but then quit. I think he thought that would be a deal breaker. <laughs> and I also think he just realized, like, I probably shouldn't be smoking like a pack a day and stuff. So I don't know. I think <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Is the science really in yet? <laughs> uh, so what do you want to give Dead Poet Society and the male gaze, Amanda? I'm going to give it a 15. 15. I'm going to have to go four because the only time you really get male flesh is in a suicide. Yeah, and it's not like autoerotic asphyxiation where it's done for kicks. Not and you the got me, you story, know, no. This is not the NXS story. This is not the NXS story. <laughs> um, I'll give it a three. Give it an average of 7.33. Tying it with to grandmother's house we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, good to know. All right, uh, we have a barometer. Maybe you should just try to beat to grandmother's house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My new goal. A realistic goal. <laughs> Which is at a, that has a 26.06. Also terrible. Okay. And that's in 135th place. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Maybe we'll make up some points here. Entrances with pizzazz. Well, you got that opening procession, I thought, through the school. Anytime you have words on banners touting yeah. tradition, sure. discipline, excellent. The first time Robin Williams comes in the class, he comes mm-hmm. in whistling and then like walks through. There's some follow me. Like, We're What's class this? outside. Can you yes. imagine? What? Yes, yes. In fifth, I remember in elementary, we'd always tell or ask our teacher if we could have class outside almost on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did it work? Sometimes we know we live in California. So yeah, right. same with me. Like we didn't even have a in indoors except for our classroom. Like we didn't have a cafeteria or anything like that. So like, oh, wow. What would you do if it rained? Be under awnings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So there were awnings. <laughs> just not walls. But you're just sitting, yeah. eating your shitty bagel, like under a fucking awning, <laughs> like next to the lockers. I should be having my shitty bagel in a 
under a tree. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was having my shitty bagel in the theater because Mr. Clipstein would let us oh, in the theater. Nice. And that's where we Would he out. tell you like war stories? Talk about like being in he the wouldn't, shit? No, he had shrapnel in his legs and sometimes cool. it would like work its way out. He had a purple heart. And so like sometimes it would wow. work its way out and he'd be like, check this out. But yeah, just, like, didn't pick a piece of shrapnel out of his leg. Yeah. <laughs> huh. okay. I mean, the VA needs better funding. If there's one thing we've <laughs> right. learned. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. In film school, we had a sound teacher who called him. His ne- first name was Senator. He had his name legally changed to Senator. Cause that oh, way boy. when he said, whenever he, cause when he did it, cause whenever he would book like hotels mm, or airport okay. things, he would get a little extra treatment. Uh, not worth it if you ask wow. me. <laughs> but he was work. an eccentric, if you can imagine. The guy teaching <laughs> sound recording at film school. Oh, I think it's always interesting when someone actively changes a name, like as an adult. Where right. I'm like, oh, that's so fascinating. But they don't do me. drag, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Or get married. Yeah, I have a few friends who go by nicknames, but I don't know if they've officially like changed them legally. Mm. Well, we also got the "What the hell is going on here?" teacher. Bursting into a room. Sure. That's, that's always kind of yes. fun. It's a little pizzazzy. I, I would love that part. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely your part. Thank you. My part to lose, they said. But <laughs> well, turns out I could lose it. I would also argue, like, when Charlie, like, rolls up with, like, just two girls unannounced, a little, yeah. like, excited, mm. you know, where it's like, oh, shit. I like, felt so worried uh. for those girls, though. I will say I <clears throat> am having that happen so much now where... <laughs> I'm watching a movie and I'm like, oh, this is where she gets assaulted. And then it just doesn't happen. And I'm like, oh, like that's how I felt like there were so many scenes in Licorice Pizza where I was like, oh, and now she gets assaulted. And I was like, just never. Okay. (laughs) But I was like, are we trying to show how dangerous this was? Or I don't know. What if there was a girl who never thought of rape? (laughs) That's the premise of Licorice Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you want to give this for entrances with pizzazz? So far, it's strongest category, I feel like. Yes, I'm going to go. Yet, and yet it's fine. Still not because strong. I will argue the walking out of the classroom whistling, because um, he enters whistling like, do, 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 do. like, I would argue that's a quiet pizzazz. So I'm going to say 20. Sure. Isn't that, I feel like that's like a, the quiet storm. Mm. <laughs> you know, like a quiet <laughs> pizzazz. We're going to play some Kenny G, Gloria <laughs> Stefan. A 20? Yeah. I'll Wednesday. give it a 16. 16. Yeah, I'll go 17. More like the Dead Points Society. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, giving it an average of 17.67, which is 3.67 points higher than Carrie, which is insane. Hmm. Uh, all right. Our next category, the Mike Pence anxiety scale. Would this movie give Mike Pence any anxiety? Or function as the first 30 minutes of his biopic. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah there's a way like... in which like he feels like he's of that world. Yeah, I think differently, too. I, yeah, and since there's no like... specifics or morality attached to any of the or philosophy attached to just think different. It could really apply to any political right, persuasion. Right, right, right. right. So there's really, it's really an amoral movie. I mean, to be honest, I feel just like I would pop this on to lull myself to sleep. He would probably pop it on to be like, mm, yeah. comfort. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. This is like uh, clam chowder without the clams in it for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was not reviewed by uh, the Christian Spotlight on the movies. Movie? That's weird. You know, I think it's too too old, too old. Sometimes, you know, the internet was that created after the, the movie. Just mm. yes. 
Yeah, I'm I think gonna, it's it's not too high. No, I'm gonna say 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5, Amanda, <laughs> you're the most brutal scorer of all. <laughs> I'm gonna get. Am hit. I supposed to be arguing for higher scores? No, but okay. I'm, no, what, be follow your the truth. But some people bring in movies that would do better. I think because there's a suicide in it. I will give it a five, but it's mm. a suicide because that's what you get for pursuing the arts. Should have never mm-hmm. done it. Right. But I think he would be like, should the children be watching this? Maybe when they're a little older or like we may well, need yeah. to like talk, talk with them after the fact. You know what I mean? So he I, would again, be... it's just like a little bit of like, right. Mm. Well, fast forward. This is tell them yeah. to go refresh mother's orange yeah, juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the movie's over. Uh, I'll give it a three. Giving it a 2.83, which is the lowest we've had since <laughs> Tremors, which got a 5.67, almost double. Okay. Wow. Well, maybe you'll make up some points here, but I doubt it. Hell on Heels. And by this, we mean feisty ladies. Oh, the only I note mean... I wrote down for this category was good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So speaking of... Please. Going back to rape and sexual assault. Yeah. Chris, yes, poor Chris. We're never, we're never that far from it. Poor no. Chris, pass out at a party, wakes up to a boy just making out with her. That's awful. Right. And he's our hero. And he's our yeah. hero. Um, and and also like it's in the middle of the party. Like it's not yeah. like she passed out in another room. Yeah. It's like there are dozens of people all around. Well, the entitlement yeah. that speaks to, you know, enti- male entitlements. Mm-hmm. True. But then she shows up later to after he does the poem for her and is kind right. of like, even though like, she's like, gives, stop it, stop it, stop it. He's like, but I don't care what you he's think, just doing. This I is like, do it. it's just classic, like stalker behavior presented as fun rom-com behavior. Yeah. yeah. I will argue, though, my generation of women mm. uh, or whatever, Speak I think like all any, of them. Yes, thank you. I'd like to speak for all women of every type and kind, please. But when I was a kid, like we really were taught like like your relationship to like boys should be like, no, I can't like, mm. oh, oh, no. And like, right. they'll just keep trying and keep trying. And that's what you want. Like you want the notebook. You want to be like, I couldn't oh. possibly, but I must, you know, like that was gotcha. hard to get what, was like the, what you were. Yeah. And like. You were meant that that was but the that ideal just teaches boys that if right when they say hard to get that they really mean yes yeah yes yeah so not I hundred percent think so right. I a hundred percent think so um uh, so yeah I mean when she comes up and is like hey it's not okay for you to show up at my school so I show up at yours like at least she's standing up for herself a little bit but to so, like a creep yeah but well the message is he did it and she was like. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. You kissed me while Hold I was on. passed out at a party? Yeah, Wait with my boyfriend there? Like, hmm. I'm listening. <laughs> and then I there's the poor Neil's mother. Um, oh, God. Yeah, that poor woman. <laughs> Just a wreck of a woman. I know. Just, she seemed like, like she sauced the entire... Her yeah, whole she life. had, like, her glassy eyes. Too much sherry at dinner again. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Maybe so, are any of those characters in Midsummer Night's Dream uh, feisty? I mean, any yeah, the ladies sure. in there, but um, I don't, we don't really see fairies. Them. We don't. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, you don't get to see any of those. So I would argue a five. <laughs> a five. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. 
<laughs> you didn't make this movie today, so I think you're okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's also the two women who come to the to the uh, meeting who are a little bit like, have a meeting, or how are we gonna know? Mm. They're just sort of. <laughs> That what they were like, John. They were so what said. <laughs> sure, I'll give it a four. Four. Uh, I'll give it a three. Just continue that pattern. Give it an average of four, which is twenty. Uh, no, sixteen point thirty three points lower than to grandmother's house we go. <laughs> and the also, Olsen twins are pretty strident. Yeah, fifteen points lower than the princess witch, which was the next lowest. All righty. All right. Things are things looking great. Maybe we'll make up points here. Chosen family. Yes. Yes. We got some. I feel very uncomfortable saying a group of straight white men is a chosen family. But they're the Dead <laughs> Poet Society. They're like, yes. we're, we're choosing to be this. I don't know. I can't. They are all straight white men. I that they are all of a ilk of a kind coming from it. Pretty much same backgrounds in yes, the same in the, world. But in the world that they're in, they're saying, oh, we're we're rejecting what the school is teaching us. And we're coming together to do this. It feels like for me personally, it's a step too far to give it to a group of straight white men. Interesting. I think in this context, they I I, I will give it to them. Yeah, I think like, and I fully believe that these going. characters, these are lifelong relationships they're building. Yeah, especially that scene with Robert Charn Leonard and Ethan Hawke, where he was like, I want you to be in the group and I want you to like participate and like show up and be a part of the group. Like there's there's something about like choosing to be in the group and that having like you have to do something to be a part of it. Like, you can't just be like, sure, I'm in it. Yeah, you have to like do something you have to bring something of yourself to it and one of my favorite scenes is when robert sean leonard comforts ethan hawk after he gets like the shitty desk set for a second Mm -hmm. time you know and they throw it off the roof (laughs) and it's like this fun like yeah but i think it is and and i think (laughs) keating is this like puppet master that's like trying to be like yes yes like Mm -hmm. find yourselves come together in this group little tribes yeah yeah so I'm going to rate it pretty high. All right. All right. I'm going to rate it real high. Go <laughs> for it. Awesome. I'm going to rate it a 75. That's really high for Dead Poets Society. I'm, I'm going to rate it a 70 is what I was thinking. 70. Uh, I can't go over 50 for these boys. I'll give it a 40. Okay. All right. Giving it a 61.67, which I believe is its best score so I'm far. Sure. Yes. By far. Might be its yes, first it two is. digit score. Uh, no, it got 17 in entrances with Pizzazz. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Our next category, Macabre. How Macabre is this? Well, Dead Poets, right? In the name. Dead poets. Mm-hmm. A young boy committing suicide. suicide. Yep. A lot of bagpipes at the very beginning. Those are Macabre. Yes. Even when it's Amazing Grace. I mean, especially I when it's amazing. Grace. The gothic That's the only thing bagpipes play. <laughs> the gothic architecture, like just the buildings they were yeah, in. Sure, sure. Um, seen a girl while she's asleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's that's the most macabre thing in this movie. As soon as yeah. you see that, oh, I hope he dies in the Korean War as soon as that happens. <laughs> and the white supremacy of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hoods. Meeting in a cave. Their peacoats have hoods. Yes. True. I was wondering when they did this because we saw the silhouette of the hoods hoods at first. And I was like, um, where do they get these hoods from? And then you realize, oh, it's their coats. Yeah. It's their little peacoats. Yeah. 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 I think it's fairly macabre. I'm going to go 40. 40. Yeah. I'll go 43. 43. I'll go 35. And we've got a real suicide. So that's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some reason in my head, I remembered him hanging himself. 
Mm. In my mind, like I was waiting to see like feet dangling, but uh, he shoots himself. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. I always see when I see those feet dangling, I'll always think virgin suicides. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I had this thought and this was terrible. was like when he did shoot himself watching it again today, I was like, oh, I wish he was wearing the crown when he shot himself. Happy Wasn't father. He? No, no, he, he like took it off it. and he left it on the windowsill. With the window so, open. So the dad finds the crown and is like, that's weird. And then goes in and I'd never remembered this. Like he, when he finds the body, like the smoke of the gun is like, like what yes. triggers uh, him in the smell. It. And he smells that and like realizes like Neil's on the floor. I love Kurtwood Smith so much. Mm, He's mm-hmm. always great. Robocop, get out of here. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> so funny in Rebel. Mm-hmm. And now he's one of those people I remember when they like in behind the scenes shit, whatever they say. He always plays mean guy, but he's so nice in he's person. The guy. He's the sweetest guy. That's what I've heard about Kurtwood Smith. Mm-hmm. The sweetest guy. Uh, our next category: dramatic lighting. I think this movie is very nice lighting. Yeah. The same DP mm-hmm. came out of retirement. To do Mad Max Fury Road. Well, there oh, you go. Shit. Same D. So He's this like, guy there's knows still stuff. more to do. I didn't leave it all on the floor with that. Oh, no. and then Mad Max Fury Road is one of the best looking movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I mean they have the play. They have when they're late at night going off to their little cave. I did that. notice from the cave, there's like a singular light coming from above that is mm-hmm. unexplained. Where it's just like they're just because I was like, it's fucking dark out, so that's not sunlight, right? Um, <laughs> But I was like, it lights him perfectly, like this little spotlight. It's the ghost of Walt yeah. Whitman. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also the light of knowledge candle. Yes. That's opening. true. Very dramatic. And all of like Neil's suicide, that whole moment leading up to that is so, it looks so cold and so well. Yeah, shot. yeah, yeah. Really and I was bad. like noticing when the father's walking that you only see the father's silhouette mm. as mm-hmm. he comes like towards, like you never see the father's like lit face until he finds Neil. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. Nice you know, look at movie. It's a yeah, and I love it. Just feels like like rich. Like all the colors feel rich. The like wood and yeah, Connecticut. Um, yes, yeah. This is Connecticut porn. Yes, for sure. Maybe Even that's also it's in Delaware. I think it's in Delaware. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Got some bad blood between you and Delaware. <laughs> uh, I just think of like Delaware is like they don't have what is it sales tax? So like everybody from Philly goes to Delaware to buy shit. I don't blame oh. them. Yeah. Black Friday in Delaware. That's a thing. always talk about Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go only like 45, 45. I'll go 60. Yeah, I think this I'm going to give it a 70. I think that's a, its strongest category so far, given an average of 58.33. Hey, you know what? That is 55 points higher than to grandmother's house we go. So eat shit, Olsen's DP. All right. Our last of the canon categories on a scale of zero to 100. How likely are you to recommend Dead Poets Society to a gay person? Hmm. <laughs> Before I would have been like a hundred percent and rewatching it now and discussing it. I'm like, Ooh, um, it would almost seem insulting to recommend right. it to a gay person. I'm I scared like- it would come off as just like, you like boys, right? There's boys in this movie. But even um, that, there's not even like the eye candy again of like a toy soldiers or something like that where you're like, Oh yeah, you could watch that. or a white squall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody remembers white squall. No, I don't nope. remember white squall. <laughs> Ridley Scott movie on a boat. Jeff Bridges. 
I mean, I think that the only thing to recommend to it really is just like the reference. But most people know the okay, like Ethan Hawke's one of his earliest movies. And uh, yeah. yeah, and like in, that is an example. Like Ethan Hawke is like angelic in this. He's that True. age where it's like you just are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and was this before Mystery Date? Uh, remember that movie know. he did i don't know i don't know but I, I watched it now and i was like is would chalamet be ethan hawk now? <laughs> sure oh sure but it, chalamet even feels like he's a he's little too old, old i think yeah, yeah. once you um, call atreides you can't yeah, go back yeah, to school back. yeah but i remember like yeah i when i went back and watched call me by your name it struck me. I didn't remember that Chalamet was so young in that. Like I was like, wow, he really oh, seems right. so oh, young yeah. in this movie. But uh, re- likely to recommend to a gay person. I'm going to say I'm going to give it a 50 because if I if I'll say this, if I knew the person was like a theater kid like I was and stuff, I'd be like, oh, you haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Like you got to see it. Mm. Yeah. 50. I'm going to go 15. <laughs> 15. <laughs> Not that I think it's bad, but there's nothing about it that feels like, oh, you need to watch it. There's no like gay reference about it that feels specific. Yes, Ethan Hawke is angelic and beautiful, but there's nothing about it that feels like, oh, as a gay person, there's this moment or this is important. And like, like this isn't showing up in any sort of montage in uh, the celluloid closet in any way. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. nothing about this movie that feels like as a gay person, you should know Dead Poet Society. Maybe right. to show like, hey, look, this was nominated for a Best Picture Oscar and Do the Right Thing wasn't. This tells you how bad yeah. the Oscars are and how yeah. often they get it wrong. So maybe right. in Oscar literacy, it would sure. be helpful for that. <laughs> 30 years ago, this 30 years happened. ago, <laughs> someone Oscar crime happened. Frank Musso. <laughs> don't talk Musso to, and don't Frank, talk to me. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's the underground bar. Oh, uh, yeah. you don't know about. Oh, Frank I, and didn't, Musso's? No, I didn't. I guess I, there's, I'm not doing the correct handshake when I, first I guess not. In. I guess not. I'll give it a nine. I mean, okay. give it a 24.67. Hey, that's 21 points higher than to grandmother's house we go. Okay. All right. <laughs> but not as high as network, which got a 29.33. All right. Now we are into the wheel categories. Remember that? Spinning wheel. Spinning so these categories are guest- categories that previous guests have brought in. And we've put them all on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. Oh, so I've gonna... never seen the app. I've heard it referenced so many times. <laughs> I just want is. for anyone who listens, he's literally showing me his phone right now and there's a wheel on it. So like it's real. <laughs> so I'm telling the truth. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to tell Amanda it. when to push the button. You know what I mean? Like say when and then you do it. You want okay. me to say when? Yeah. Okay, okay, you ready? Okay. Well, hold on. Let me. Do you want to explain it? Okay. Yes. So we're going to spin it once. Whatever category randomly pops up, that's where we will judge the movie. Then I will come up with. Then I will pick a category from the wheel. Then Mark will pick a category from the wheel, and finally you will come up with a category which we will add to the wheel and use to judge this and potentially all future movies. Got it. Okay. Uh, tell me when. When. There it goes. The wheel is spinning. Can you confirm the wheel is spinning, Amanda? Yeah, and I can hear the bloop. Yes, we it can. has spun. And it is from Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, Bulges. Bulges. <laughs> oh boy, uh, I, I didn't notice any. They're wearing so many layers bulge. and so many so many thick fabric. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe like um, stuffy professor's eyes bulging at the antics of this kooky classroom. There's a little bit of eye bulging. <laughs> okay, yes, we can throw some points that bulging. way. Bulging veins. I wish. 
Um, um, Robin Williams does pick on that one student a lot for being horny. Was it Dalton? I think it's Charlie Dalton. He's always like, you're after women. He's always like sort of like thrusting his his crotch out. So like maybe that not a big bold. But this movie. is not they're They're not tight, tight pants walking around to disco. Well, music. I mean, like I will say like no Wanda when he comes out with the fuck. He, he literally paints a red lightning bolt across his chest yeah. for virility and is like, I'm assuming he was like, I'm going to go to this play and like fucking pick up chick. He's like, yeah, like he's party. so like masculine and yeah. all the stuff that girls are going to want to fuck me. Yeah. But he's definitely like the one driven by, I mean, you get to see that one naked playboy centerfold, but that's not a bulge. Those right. are, those and are... those were amazing boobs. Like I was like, those breasts are insane. Eye catching. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of bulging. Yeah, so I'm going to go for a zero on bulging. A zero. <laughs> I'll give it a three for the eye bulging. Okay. I'll give it a three for the eye bulging. <laughs> Given an average of two in bulges. Brutal, brutal. All right, John. I just come for you to pick a category. What are you thinking? There's not a one that you're like, this is the one. I had a similar tough time. Yes, but I'm going to go with, from Bill and Ted, pearl clutching. Because I feel like a lot of the professors and the parents are like, what? He's teaching them what? How dare he? So there's like a sort of like a scandalizedness in this movie. I think it like drives the last third of the movie, basically. Yeah, especially the phone call from God. Right. You encouraged him to be in the play. It's also crazy that there were so so many things that I was like, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm surprised that they didn't have any booze or anything like that. Like their contraband was like half a roll. Yeah. 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 Like they didn't even smoke sick. Oh, I got nothing. They did smoke cigarettes and pipes at that one. At that one. Yeah, night. they would hide them when the people. But come like, in where's the, the anarchy? They don't like smash anything. Like, what are they rebelling against? Just like They're playing a read- saxophone and listening to po- and reading poetry. These yeah. guys are dorks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because there was a moment where like. <laughs> The kid read Pitts reads the poem about like the guy who kills his wife, and they're all like, "What? Oh my god, they killed his wife!" <laughs> sure. But I will say, I'd, I'd give it at least like a. I'm going to give it a sixty-two. Sixty-two. Yeah, I think because I do think it's like about that is like a so much of like the scandal of it all. I'll give it a seventy-one. I mean, that's the conflict of the movie, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll give it a seventy-one. Sure, given an average of sixty-eight. All right. right, Mark, how about you? What are you picking? I mean, like you, I was like, I went down that list a couple times <laughs> looking yeah. for something. The only thing I came up with was from the craft, black clothing, <laughs> which they wear. They, this Midsummer Night's Dream play put all the money into set design, hardly a lick yeah. into costumes. I know. Loose turtleneck like, on I bet they like- had like, we have this set. So like we're using it. Like they had the trees and then they were like, okay. Right. You guys just wear black and we'll go to uh, Michael's and pick up some dried plants. Mm. Yeah. I didn't understand like his hands, like the choice to make it. They turned into trees, I guess. Like the branches, which is not a puck thing at all. Like, but there are times where puck is like hiding and listening. So maybe that was that of like, oh, see, I've got my tree hands. But like their characters are like the fairies, the magical people. Right. Correct. Right. And they're wearing all black and then like a wreath on your head. That is yeah. not fair. Concept. If you saw the whole thing, though, it might have. I see. To me, that's fair. Story. That's fair. You're just seeing one or two costumes. You're not. But you think everyone color. else would be black, and they would be the colorful, fanciful ones? Yes. But maybe the fact that's that the it. series There's are just plain green. Oh, like normal people plain. are better. Fanciful creatures are lame. Is what this <laughs> rendition. That's the saying. costume designer things. Yeah. Which is the theme of which is maybe the theme of the era of the time. True. 
Very <laughs> Those who think outside the box are losers. Mm-hmm. But I, there's something like going back to like the fact that it's because it's a Catholic school, right? Like, yeah, they don't ever say, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was a Catholic school. Like, um, so, you know, like the black vestments that they're wearing in those, like, whenever they're speaking to the mass students, mm. the fact they're all wearing black blazers. Yeah, like, it has, like, a very gothic feel in that sense, <laughs> I guess. This in an interview with the vampire, right up <laughs> yeah, right next to each other. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to the color black and people wearing it, this I gotta get so it. This so weird, because, like, there's nothing to reflect the time it's taking place in. Like, you could literally no. set this in any time period and hardly have to change anything. Well, it's that also, weird thing where it's, like, a movie from the late 80s that's set in the 50s. Yeah. And sort of, like, And right. I feel like you can see it in their hair. Yes, like, that, the hair always gives it away. Yeah, and I'm always fascinated by that to be like, oh, it's so funny that like that just seems to be something that people can't get. Like you can't make something truly period because right. <laughs> all these boys have that right. like wave like right. in their bangs. And then, yeah, even the girl playing Chris, I was like, she doesn't wear your makeup like that. Well, because yeah. no one wants yeah. their hair to look bad or greasy. You know what I mean? So like they have to. Well, what are the modern products of the day? We're going to use them. Yeah. Yeah, but Daniel Day Lewis, maybe he nails it in every performance. He does yeah, the research, yes. probably. I'm going to sure. use ghost shoe polish. That they use. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the boys, the boys with flat tops, were using those like combs that are just little spikes, like on a pad. And and I was like, I remember my brother using that in the '80s. I don't remember like that being mm. a thing in the '50s. Like, also, like, like the thinking. products they would put in their hair. They're probably. I mean, the reason why they're not using them is because like, oh, that pulls your hair out. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, right. Oh, it's actual grease you're putting in your hair. Um, but I can't imagine. I'm sure a fucking boys prep school, like those boys probably didn't shower at me. Like, I'm sure it probably was pretty gross. Sure. You know? Right. Like, I don't think high school boys are the cleanest. No. You don't? <laughs> no. Um, no. Well, what do you want to give it for black clothing? I'm going to give it a 68 for 68. black clothing. They do wear a lot of black clothing, but I don't think of I think of it as more as like a a brown and a beigey kind of movie, even though they are mm. wearing a lot of black. But I'm going to go 38. 38. Fair. <laughs> I was hunting for anything. <laughs> um, I'll give a 45. And this is the category where we try to help the movie. <laughs> but it's still got a 50.33, which is the lowest out of all my choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, Amanda, now is your time to set things right. Yes. How are we going to get triple hundreds? Okay. <laughs> your turn to come up with the category that we can add to the wheel. Well, originally I wanted to do this category be- not because of Dead Poets Society, but I was like, this- I don't know if this category has been done. Mm. But now that I'm thinking of like the-, the movie we just saw, I think I'm going to change my category, which is. Okay. <laughs> Can you fall asleep to it? <laughs> that makes it gayer. That makes it gayer if you can fall asleep to it. Well, my other category yes. was <laughs> fuckability. Married. Can you fuck to it? Can you like invite yes! someone over? Okay, That's so like my okay, so my category is fuckability. So like, could you be like, come over tonight and we're gonna Netflix and chill? And you're going to yes. fuck while Dead Poet Society just plays in the background because, like, clearly we're not here to watch a movie. That feels like you're in the home of a predator if someone has <laughs> Dead Poet Society on to get riled up. But I think it's a very good category. I think it's a great category, but I don't think this movie's going to do that. No. Well. I guess in terms of, like, it's unobtrusive. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not, like, going to, like, distract you. 
Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be from like, because like, if, if like, right, gonna, like, depress you, you're not like, if right. Jerry Road was on, there's <laughs> right. a chance that you could catch someone's like eye drifting to the screen. Yeah. Or it's like where, noise, right. sudden loud noises. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, Where's or, this? Or if it's, it's like, like Schindler's a, List, you're like, this is, I can't fuck to this. This is depressing. Yes. But you can no. fuck to Dead Poets Society in, unless it's the suicide. Scene. Although Schindler's List is so long, you probably fuck a couple times. That's true. And I remember one of the first times I saw Chandler's List there. It The first time you meet Liam Neeson, he's fucking hardcore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. OK. Yeah. It's that not was an a, unerotic movie. Yeah, that was an, a, that was an awakening <laughs> well, for me. Someone that became real that confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you give Dead Poet Society for, for fuckability? fuckability? Uh, you know what? I'm going to rate it pretty high. I think you. I'm going to give it. An 85 for what we've discussed that you can kind of have it on in the background and most likely someone would have seen it to be like, oh, yeah, I don't need to like heavily follow yeah, this yeah. movie. Oh, we're making out now. Great. Great. I'm not missing a thing. Yeah, right, I'm right. not worried. We come back in 15 minutes. I'm not going to be like, what's going on? <laughs> right. So, so what was your score again? 100? No, I think I said 85. Oh, 85. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I agree that it's ideal in that you can turn away from it, but I don't think it's like setting the mood or the scene. Like if I was mm. like. I want to fuck this person later. What movie am I going to watch? I'm not going to put in Dead Poets Society. What would you put in? I don't know. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, uh, Barbarella. Sure. Uh, I will give this a 30. 30. I think a good go-to is always like a schlocky 80s horror movie. Sure. Oh, okay. That's always you can get a good scared one. and like cuddled to get closer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, I just read this movie. So... I think, yes, this is something you could have on in the back. This movie is and could be titled White Noise. Yes. Could, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's a double entendre as well. Like, love that. <laughs> <laughs> Mark loves to work in levels. I work in levels. Uh, I'll give it a 35. Give it an average of 50 and fuckability. <laughs> I put I had to put parentheses during the movie because otherwise I'll forget. Got it. Uh, like, but I think that's a great category. Yeah. But basically, can you fuck to it? Yes. Love it. Yeah. Is this disco in cinema form? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, fine. Now we are into the bonus categories. Extra, extra. So these categories, as their name implies, are bonus. So they're just extra points. So we're going from zero to ten. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it it's okay. It's not going to okay. overall affect the school. Yeah, I don't think we're in any danger of it helping. <laughs> All right. The first category, Amanda, musical potential. Could you see Dead Poets Society being turned into a musical? I mean, the whole like be yourself theme is like, yeah, I feel like half I feel the like musicals out so, there too. There's so much like inspirational stuff. Like any one of his speeches could be turned into a different song or even like a different number of like, we're all doing a funny we're walk. Doing the walkie number. Yeah. Now we're yeah, yeah. The and I also feel like the just the cave that- sequence. So just like discovering, like mm-hmm. when they go into that, like chanting thing, you know, where the poem yeah. turns into music, someone's playing a fucking mouth harp. And I think like the ending with all of them getting on the bet, like the desks, like the old captain, my captain moment could yeah. be like a really fun, big crescendo callback, a yeah. musical callback. It could. But the only thing I think dings it is that there's no parts for women. I think you would just have to read, call it. It's just a new school with like a mixed class of every, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's just a school for kids that learn about the dead poet society. Yeah. In like a uptight Make town it or facts something. Facts of life meets dead poet society. I don't know. 
I feel like it's hard. It's like, like anything set in that time period. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't even have to be set. I mean, we're still dealing with issues of repression right now. Like, it doesn't even have to be set in that time period. Like, mm-hmm. it can, like, it's the Don't Say Gay Bill. Maybe they're just reading Tales of the City. They're reading, you know, maybe they're reading E. Jerome Dickey books. You know, maybe they're reading other new, the new essential gay texts in secret. Yeah, but I think there's something too about part of what the John Keating character, he could open their minds so much because there was no internet. There was so, you know what I mean? I think it needs to be, to have the impact of him as a teacher of being like, there are other ways to look at the world. There are other things to think about, other things to think are important. I feel like so much of that needs to be at a time where you don't have access to that. So I don't think you could set it today. But sometimes kids might, I don't, I think there's still kids out there who don't know about, you know, I think that's true, but I don't think that's like... And you can still be inspired by a teacher. Yes, that's true. Yeah, but I think I agree. Like the teacher would have to inspire them to probably do something like... You guys need to go out and make... Here's a YouTube video. Walk out of school for the Just Don't Say Gay Bill, which is like... I think he'd send them really cool YouTube videos that aren't recommended by their algorithm. Because, you know, you get trapped in these algorithms. (laughs) So these kids today, they're just watching the Mm -hmm. things the algorithm's feeding them, but he's sending them something different. Have you ever seen Kate Bush cloud bursting? No? Here you go, kids. They'll (laughs) love... Yeah, if anything, I feel like his thing would be preaching, like, get off the internet. Yeah, man. Like, or stop like recording your lives, start living it. Yeah. In a cult. And, like, this is a subsect within the cults. Mm-hmm. Some sort of uh, dystopian nightmare. Right. I don't sure. know why this conjures up, like, the Stanford prison experiment for me as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can, yeah, see, I can that. see that. Like, yeah. something <laughs> along, yeah, like, along those lines where it is, like, this idea of, like, Lord of the Flies, I sen- essentially. Like, what happens yeah. when you let this group exist like like how is it just gonna devolve it's also funny to think like oh well that guy is good he could have grown up to be an actor and as we know no male actors are ever weird or gross or problematic or disgusting <laughs> right, <yeah>. people <laughs> like, just like, oh, if you're an actor you're a liberal progressive person <laughs> it is it's so crazy it really is would have grown to up think- to be james woods oh maybe maybe he's better off or like growing up wow. to like be accused of eating a woman. You know what? Yeah. Suicide was the choice. <laughs> it's a choice. I also, can I say this too? Watching it now too, I'm, not, I'm like, I didn't think that kid's life was that bad. Like I was kind of his dominating father. Suicide. Yeah, like I was like this. This. I mean, it feels like if this was modern. Thumb, yes. If this was modern, that scene would be like the father either like beating him or like where Marie, I was like, yeah. it was like interesting because I was like, it doesn't feel. It's such like a namby pamby, like middle of the road. Like it doesn't really take, yeah, go I mean, any direction movie. strongly, it yeah. you know, hard, but also like his whole, like that big scene they had together. It really made me laugh when he was like, no son of mine will be in the play. This yeah. Is absurd. No, you will not be doing the play. And I was like, okay, relax. But I think it's the Disney of it all. It's just them being like, oh, yeah, he see- he needs to be a monster, even though it's absurd. But, like, it's not actually monstrous. Like, we're not actually going right. to upset anybody. But when the themes are about, like, think differently, get outside of your body, it really just, like, lands with a thud in that context, mm-hmm. you know? No, I agree. Well, it almost but it was a like, huge yeah. hit at the time. I think there's, I think well, there's that. That doesn't mean it was good. Eagles Greatest Hits is one of the best-selling albums ever made. Is that one of the best albums ever made? Absolutely not. Well, but maybe it is. Desperado's pretty good. Hotel California? I'll sing along. That's fine, I guess. (laughs) I've never choose to listen to an Eagle song. You don't have to. Go to any guitar center. You can't get out of there. Well, you choose to go into a guitar center every day. Well, I got a pluck. (laughs) I got a pluck, John. Uh, 
the room with all the acoustic guitars, the wood paneled room. You ever gone into one of those? I love those rooms. Mm, the oh, no. A wood paneled. They have like wood with like a glass door and it's like all like nice. Like, can you play? Like we, if you and no. I went to a guitar summit the other day. <laughs> but I've I gone with friends. I can um, I can read sheet music for the piano. I can still read. When I was wow. house sitting a few weeks ago, they had uh, I was getting pretty good at playing Imagine. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, but I can only do my right hand part by myself. Like it's I have to build up to do the left hand part. That's harder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I can still read. I mean, what do we want to give Dead Poet Society for musical potential? <laughs> Zero to ten. I really do think it could be a musical. So I'm going to give it a uh, 76. Zero to 10. Zero to 10, six, seven, seven. Seven. Yeah. I like how you initially rounded 76 down to six and then <laughs> back up seven instead of eight, which is what you would technically have done if you were going to give it a 76. Listen, guys. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it could make a really good musical. I think, though, that the all maleness of it, to me, really dings it, especially for musical. Mm. But I do think what about Newsies? Yeah. Are they girls in that one? I will give it an eight. Eight. Mm. Um, And maybe I'll give it a seven. Given a seven point three three, maybe if they we saw like the dead poets, like there there probably be a number like There's that. There's a dream ballet where they you. show up. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. Walt Whitman. <laughs> I don't know what else he says. That's all. They all just introduce themselves. And the leaves goes, are grass. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm going to move on. I have nothing else. Uh, next category, queer menace. I think John Keating is so a queer I, menace. I think this goes really high for this one. I think. A little bit. Yeah. A I would also bit. argue. I would say that their way of saying like, you can't be in the play felt like very much like, cause I'm equating actors with like this sort of like nefarious lifestyle like you know like to me i was like that's what it feels like the father is more railing against but like you said the very watered down version of that is like how dare you be an artist how dare dare you take an interest in the romantic era of poetry Mm -hmm. it's not gonna make you a doctor but like john keating is so like vanilla Right. He's meant to be this person who comes and is like, here's another way of thinking. Here's another way to look at the world and inspiring them to like find their passion and go after it. And like to throw off the shackles of this school and the the oppression of the school that they've been had their whole lives. I I think he's like, he's the you right now. He's a very perfect example of a straight queer menace. Than, than he ever think, is in the movie. I don't think that's true. I think it's true. He just I, never <laughs> felt like, well, I like to teach and I'm going to tell you these things and like, oh, people don't seem to like it. Oh, well, now I'm fine. That's how he felt like to you? I just never like, fuck you guys. I'm giving these kids what they need. We need to burn down these walls. Like, where's right. the, where's the I fire? I think he knew where's that the... like just burning down the walls wasn't going to work, but to be like, hey, in the midst of all this, I'm giving you this stuff, this lifeline. Do you know what I mean? That you can... Hopefully, I mean, where's the by? Where's the beat poets of the day? Where's the actual like, you know, Allen Ginsberg? Where's like the I will also say, have you guys seen Kill Your Darlings? No, no. Uh, go on. Highly recommend. But it's si- similar in the same world. But it's the story of Ginsberg when he meets Kerouac and mm. um, oh, the nice. kid. What's the kid that ended up murdering that dude, Julian? Um, but they all meet at, at college, but has a s- very similar vibe. Very like prep school. Mm. Um, and it's 
a very, I like it a lot, but I don't know. I would love to see your list it. of yeah. your your prep school must watches. <laughs> I'm <would, laughs> curious movies. to see top ten prep school movies. Definitely and watch Kill Your Dogs. I think it's on like Amazon you, yeah. Prime or something. Yeah, and I there's some that. like it's great. You get to see like Ginsburg has his first like homosexual experience in it, and like it's all like very interesting and like in that same world of like these boys that just like find each other and become this chosen family. And you know that they're going to go on. Oh no. Fucking like William S. Burroughs is in it. Is that right? William S. Burroughs. Yeah. Yeah. Those are He's played by Ben Foster. Yeah. Okay. Naked lunch. Yeah. He has like, but it's got a killer class. It's Daniel Radcliffe as Ginsburg. Finally. And that like, uh, you'll recognize this one kid. I forget his name is like Dane something. Dane DeHaan. Mm -hmm. He plays the, the, uh, Norman one. Harry Osborne in the Amazing Spider-Man film. Yeah. Amazing yes, Spider-Man yes, Two yes, yes, yes. is what you were referring to. Uh, what do you want Spider-Man Two: Colin, Kill Your Darlings, where yeah. Spider-Man meets <laughs> Ginsburg. For what do you want to give menace, Deadpool for Queer Menace? I gotta go two. I gotta go two. I gotta go eight. I think that's what this movie about. I think John Keating is like this. This the, we have to get rid of him. We've got to get him out of this school. I think it is. It is a textbook example of a heterosexual version. Of queer menace. You're saying John movie. Keating is a bigger queer menace than Carrie White. Carrie White kills I don't think, like everyone at the prom. She didn't like come into the school and do that. I think like the 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 way we sort of first define this category. I think he's a perfect example. There's this community, this school that exists in this way. He shows up and says, hey, there's something else. There's something different. And it affects everyone in the school. And um, and people are threatened by it and people are inspired by it. I feel like this is a textbook example of that. I think you're getting, for me personally, I think you're getting too hung up on the outcasts coming from outside. I think outcasts can be within a community as well. And also you could be a menace that has grown up within the community and still be an outcast in a community you have grown up with. That's why, to me, Carrie White is the 10 and John Keating is a three. I'll give him a three. I'm going to change, based on John's argument, I'm going to change my number to a five. A five. Okay. The platonic ideal. It's not. I don't know what that means. Uh, Giving it a 5.33. Higher than Carrie, which got a 4.67. Wow. All right. I'm going to settle. I'm going to remember to breathe. (laughs) Our next category. This one might be tough. Character actress makes a big swing. Well, maybe in the Midsummer Night Dream. They barely swing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the 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 mom, that drunken mom is pretty fun. The mom's the only one that gets to have like a moment and it is five seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When she just keeps saying, he's okay, he's okay, he's okay. And then her husband goes, shut up. Stop that. She (laughs) immediately folds. Stop expressing your emotions. (laughs) Yes. There's just not a lot of this at all. That's it. So sorry. Two, two. Two. Peter Weir is a zero, unfortunately. Zero. I'll give it a 0.5 for that woman. Because in the argument scene, she like gets up from her chair and like, is immediately talked over. But she says like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, Hey, it got an average of 0.83, which is 0.5% lower than to Grandmother's House We Go. But that had Rhea Perlman. All right. Our next one, witches. How witchy is this? Ooh, you got reading a book in a cave. It's kind of There's witchy. that. There yeah. are spells in Midsummer Night's Dream. So there's mm-hmm. like witchiness going on there. I also think Catholicism like a- is witchy as fuck. <laughs> That's what I say. John's yeah. always saying nuns are Catholic witches. Yes. No, nope. yeah. you're always saying that I'm saying that because you're too scared to say it yourself. 
you know me. <laughs> Too scared. I will never go up against the Catholic Church. When no. my because I told you my uncle was a priest, but when he died, they tried to give me. He had this like carved mahogany four poster bed, and Whoa. he died in it. And they were like, Amanda, <laughs> do you want his bed? And I was just like, No, no. I'm not gonna fucking sleep in a bed that a fucking priest died in. <laughs> they give you a new mattress, wouldn't they? I guess, but no, thank you. That is too, that was too witchy. That was that's too, too like, gothic yeah. for you. That's a step yeah. too far. It's, just, it's not even just like the bed he had. It's like where he died. Yeah, that's yeah where he died. I mean, depending and, on what it looked like, it's, it, as long as it's a new mattress, I would consider. It was like very would it fit nice. Your space, yeah. Right. When you're a priest, you have nothing to spend your money on except for furniture, like that. Furniture. No wonder it's attracting gay men. Yeah, yeah. he <laughs> loved. Uh, he had like an obscene collection of Hummels. Do you know what those are? I, I think any collection of pummels yeah. is obscene. obscene. Yeah. More than two. <laughs> yeah, like thousands and thousands. And like wow. would send me Dior dresses and stuff. Like just have this cash. Uncle. I know, but yeah. what is he but he doesn't spend his money on anything else? Well, what I do what what does happen a lot to priests is people will just give them things. Yeah. If you like walk into a deli and buy like they're like, here's Elbasa. a gown. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got this Dior dress at the deli. <laughs> What's what am I got? front for something? <laughs> One of my cousins who went to Notre Dame uh, when he didn't have enough money to like pay for like a ticket for one of the uh, games, he would just dress up as a priest and they would let him in. Oh, that's he got caught doing that and got expelled. That's amazing. What did priests carry around like a license or something? I don't know that. Well, I guess you have your who was you got the dicky collar. Yeah. What more do you need? Where are we? What are you doing? Witches. 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 I'm going to say it's pretty witchy. I'm going to give it an eight. Eight. This and the craft. I think there's some light witchcraft. I will give it a two. A two. I'll give it a three oh. for Rena. They're conjuring spirits. Off of They're conjuring spirits of poets <laughs> that are saxophone. dead. That's true. All right, I'll go. I'll go three as well. Ugh, okay. Conjuring dead poets. Uh, giving it a four point six seven, which is the same score as Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Okay, that's something. Alrighty. All right, you're gonna come crashing down to earth here. Gay actors playing gay roles. Zero. Zero. <laughs> I'm so zero. zero. I mean, most movies get zero here. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Well, zero, zero, zero. Tying it with waiting to exhale. Okay. All right. Our next one. Themes of mothers. No, really. This is more dad movie. More fathers. Father, yeah. Mothers. Yeah. I mean, there's the one mother, but she's like literally has no effect. You could take her out of the story entirely. Nothing would change. Yeah. Yeah. He's never like, but what is my mom going to think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like you said, it's all patriarchy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say zero. Zero. Yeah, I'll also have to go zero. I'll go one for that one drunken rambling. Okay. <laughs> that was something. All right. The uh, next one drinks thrown in faces. Well, to that guy who wrote the foreword of the poetry book, they're kind of giving him what for. What do you rip right. out of the foreword? Yeah, I mean, there's the scene. That's a moment in the musical. All the pages you could drop pages on there the audience. Oh, wouldn't that be immer- immersive? Oh, that would be amazing. The ushers would hate that. Oh, gotta clean this every night. Welcome to the theater, honey. <laughs> we don't ask the ushers for the creative input on this show. <laughs> I remember I saw but Wally we at the El Capitan, and at, at the end, like at the El Capitan, they have like dancers come out and stuff yeah. before the movie starts, and at the end, like fucking confetti cut cannons go off, wow. and the whole movie is all about recycling and killing the earth. <laughs> And at the end, like we saw this usher sweeping it up, and we're like, "Oh, do you guys like reuse that?" And she was like, "Nah, I just throw it away." <laughs> <laughs> like a repack the uh, confetti the cannons, cannon. Come on. 
Yeah, and the confetti was all cut into star shapes. Like it was just like this sure. must have been so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're creating jobs. They're job creators. I guess confetti, big confetti. It's got a lock on. Great. So I'm sorry. Will you remind me of the category? Drinks thrown in faces. Because I, I mean, there's the the party scene when he makes out with the girl, and I like. But I don't think there's any drinks thrown. Someone gets punched in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron gets punched for ratting on them. You would think these guys would have some like pithy old poet like in the chamber ready to go. Yeah. It's also amazing. None of the boys had. <laughs> None of the boys had like an argument leading up until the very end when like Cameron rats them out, but it's like not, they, there was no conflict. They just was, like you got to be in. Like, they just yeah. seem to recite poetry. Bit, it doesn't really seem to mean anything. To, like what does this mean to you? We never really yeah. get that. I feel like yeah, they can recite it, but the, like what are what are you getting out of this besides like screaming every now and then? I think yeah. they're just being inspired by it. I don't think they're like breaking down the poem to be like I thought it was this theme. I think they're just meant to be. I like, would have liked to see more poet poem discussion mm-hmm. <laughs> sure mm-hmm. in a movie nothing called more, dead poet society more cinematic than that watching people discuss poems. one moment would have killed them mm-hmm. or like an ending like card that comes up and goes like For more charlie reading. went on to become a oh. world famous poet <laughs> yeah <laughs> knox went on to the supreme court after <laughs> months of protests despite <gasps> Uh, I do love that name though. Knox Overstreet. That's a very yeah. porn star name. Yeah. Good name. Good name. Drinks thrown in faces, Amanda. What do you want to do? Point two. <laughs> Point two. <laughs> I'll give it a loot. one. Someone gets punched. I'll give it a two. Uh, I'll give it a 1.07, which is 0.07 points higher than Tremors. All right. Finally, sure. quips. How quippy is Dead Poet Society? Oh, I think Keating's very quippy. Like, when the one other teacher McAllister is like, but show me a man unfeathered by dream, foolish dreams. And mm. I'll show you a happy oh, man. Yeah. And then he quips back with his own little poem of like, he does also like, a lot of like wrong. <laughs> thanks for playing, which I guess is quippy. It seems more obnoxious than quippy to me. Yes. The only oh, the thing John that I thought Robin Williams things. Right. That was like, a, I think like a classic quip was after camera got punched in the face, he said, you just signed your expulsion papers, Nwanda, to the guy who had said uh, my new tribal name. That to me was the only thing that I was like, well, that's at least a quip. I also feel like, well, I don't know if it's a true definition of a quip when they throw the office thing off the edge of the, the desk building, set? the yeah. desk set off the edge of the building. And the kid goes like, oh, I wouldn't worry. You're going to get the same one next year. Yeah. Like that's yeah, a great so quippy, yeah. I mean, joke. I wrote that one down. That's the only one I wrote down. <laughs> but yeah it's not like a they recite poetry but it's not like quippy yeah there's not like a rat-a-tat repartee and a sort of back and forth and dialogue right there's not a lively classroom discussion ever no he's they're just listening to whatever he tells them they just became another master's robots yeah i'm gonna say 2.5 2.5 i'll give it a two two i'll give it a two Give an average of 2.17. All right, fine, not finally, almost finally. We are into the iconic category. So these categories are larger, broader, umbrella, far reaching categories. So it's zero to 200. Oh, okay. All right, the first one on a scale of zero to 200, what would you give Dead Poet Society in homoeroticism? See, this is the problem. I think I'm coming at it from like a Wishful young thinking. hetero. Mm-hmm. female so to me i was like it's so sexy but i'm wondering like as you watch it as men if you're like no this didn't feel homoerotic to me like 
you know, but to me, it just felt, I was like humana, humana, humana when I was a kid, you know? Sure. But there's not like, oh, there's not like any homo, like there's none of them are, there's no same sex attraction going on. No. Time. And there's no hint of it of any kind. <laughs> no, so right. I'm going to kill say, for a glance. I would, I, they never explain when they find uh, Robin Williams old yearbook. One of the things it has is just says thigh man. Yes. And they never say what that is. Like, it's not like, oh, that was a group or that was a thing or that meant this. But I thought to like, me, okay, when I read thigh man, I read it as point. like the same as if you're like, I'm a boob man or yeah. I'm an ass man. I'm a thigh man. That's a weird thing to put in a yearbook, though, right? Yeah, it didn't make sense <laughs> for the time. Maybe um, it's like just um, his favorite part of the chicken. Yeah, maybe <laughs> because then they like Don't they give me a drumstick. Like, they say thigh man, and then Nawanda goes, "Oh, Keating was a hellraiser." They do yeah. say at one point, "Gather ye rosebuds while ye may." Sure. True. There's also okay. the paddling scene. If you're a big S and M queen, right? There's that. There. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like there. the making. Yeah. I feel like the setting itself is the homoerotic thing, but like they never they do anything. Don't do with anything it. with it. Yes. Which they why do. I think it makes sense that people have done like fan fiction about it, like because mm-hmm. the movie didn't right. do anything, right but there. the setting is there. Yeah. So on a scale of one to two hundred, I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it a two. <laughs> Two. I'll give it a five because there is also the pits and Migs dancing moment. Yeah. So erotic. actually, no, I'll make it. I'll make it an eight. Eight. Uh, I'll go to three. Giving it a four point three three. All right. Next category: drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Dead Poet Society and come away with a whole book of ideas? There's no like iconic look in this movie. I don't Mm-mm. think. Just like school uniforms. I mean, yeah, like a drag king could do like a prep sure. school boy. Right. But even that, I don't think like if they did, you'd be like, oh, my God, that's dead. Poet society. society. I think if someone rolled up, I would recognize the puck costume. Sure. But I'm wondering if you can show. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, let's add some sparkles, you know, get get out the bedazzler. For some reason, I feel like uh, confetti out of the claws. Yeah. I wonder if he calls himself Nawanda. Yeah. Is there a pun off of Nawanda? Oh, giving yourself like a new name, a drag name. Yeah. Nawanda alone at night or like I don't know like I'm like trying to think of like what is like a pun Nawanda old inspired shoes? by the poetry That's sure <laughs> do you even right. believe that John no no but I'm just trying to do something <laughs> I thought the weird thing I thought was like all the badges they wore in their uniforms like they have all like they all have like little pins like about different like accolades I assume they've won merit badges yeah I, I wonder if it's weird. like uh something to denote their like I'm a senior, I'm a sophomore. Oh, on this level, right? Yeah, Maybe. but I, a drag show based on Dead Poet Society. Mm, a I rough can't one. imagine it. No, I mean just cave. Like, welcome to my, come to my cave tonight. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, this is hard. Oh God, yeah, I really picked a fucking doozy. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. <laughs> We've had a lot of good movies for a yeah. while. So this is a <laughs> yeah, nice this, palette. This is cleanser. refreshing. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, God. I'm so glad I could do this for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 10. 10. 10. Yeah, I'll also give it a 10. I, too, will go 10. Give it a 10s across the board. 10s across the board, <laughs> but out of 200. And indeed, the lowest, even five points lower than to Grandmother's House We Go, which got a 15. Finally, in the iconic categories, Camp Factor. How campy is Dead Poets Society? I think it, it, Robin Williams, all of his speeches have a little camp to it. Again, the dad being all like, no son of mine is doing the play. So 
felt very like campy and hand ringy to me. Yeah. Right. I, there were like a few moments, like when he comes home and he's like, I got the part, I got the part. And it's like this like kind of excitement that felt very dated to me, like felt. There's also that one scene where they keep running around the room, like one of their dorm rooms as if the floor was lava. Yes, yes. And I guess painting yourself, like painting red on yourself, like a, a red lightning bolt on your chest for virility, that's kind of campy. Yeah, I think the phone call, I mean, just being in any crowded room and her fucking phone rings that you get <laughs> sure. to answer is like <laughs> right, pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I should, I, yeah, we should just sell I like how that rotary was like, phones that you can have ring whenever you want. Yeah, that was like the height of rebellion in the movie, doing like a goofy Steve Martin-esque bit or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. the height of anti-establishment thinking. I got a quick list of can be things. Let's hear it. If you go, all right. Uh, I was like 45 minutes into this movie and only written three things. I was like, oh God, <laughs> I got to start paying more attention. Uh, but here we go. Uh, the old Touchstone Pictures logo, a mathematical analysis of poetry, the audacity of a teacher mentioning American Bandstand, contributing to a potluck with a half-eaten roll, realizing you want to be an actor, playing bagpipes on a dock, not taking a poetry assignment seriously, embracing the romance of life by playing team sports is definitely a straight guy thing, getting straight men to open up with improv warm-ups, preps versus jocks, seizing the day does not mean kissing a girl while she's sleeping, demanding to know the names of who is in the Dead Poet Society, making a liar out of your father by being in a play. A hey, watching a play, get a standing ovation and seething the Dead Poet Society having a turncoat in the ranks. And finally, being the last person in the group to dramatically stand on your desk. Mm. Okay. It's not it's very tr- campy. It struck me too that like at the end when they show them standing, it's like literally only half of them are standing. Yeah, right. Like, I thought it was to be the whole class. I was like, no, half of those kids were like, Little fuck you guys. bittersweet pill to follow. The conformers. Mm-hmm. Conformers. We get Snow to do the Broadway show. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just for that one song. But he'll pay. <laughs> what do you think, Amanda, for Camp Factor? 20. 20. I'll give it a 22. 22? 20. One plus two. Plenty plus twenty-three? Yeah, twenty-three. I'll give it a twenty-three. <laughs> Twenty-one plus two. Round it up. Round it up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh I'll give it twenty-five. Pretty well. Giving it a twenty-two point sixty-seven, which is very low. Um <laughs> Finally, now we're into finally. Maybe we'll make up some points here. Maybe it'll all happen here. The crown jewels. So these categories we don't rate. We just vote it either gets it or not. Okay. Yes or no. All right. The first one, a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does Dead Poet Society have a positive portrayal? No. No. No portrayal. So it's not negative. While discussing Walt Whitman, of all things, those Mm. bastards. Finally, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Boat Trip. This is not the movie Boat Trip, it so it will not good. lose 50% that's of its points. That's, that's good. good. That's good. If it lost 50% of its points, <laughs> I mean, I think we're starting to get into the negative points. Right, I, that could happen. Be, yeah. All right, Amanda, that's it. We're done. Now that we've been through it all, do you still mm. think you're in the bottom 25%? Yes. Do you think you <laughs> might have cracked the bottom five? I'm hoping not like I, <laughs> but I think it's a reality. I need to come to terms with <laughs> Sure. Well, let's face it, Mark, what do we got? 
All right. Out of a total possible 2,093.63 points, Dead Poets Society has scored 524.47, giving it a percentage of 25.05, making it the 136th gayest movie ever. (laughs) Not as gay as To Grandmother's House We Go, but gayer than The Third Man. Okay. So it's like the bottom 10. It's seventh like. gayest movie ever. Seventh bottom least gay. Seventh is in the bottom seven. So you're in the bottom 10. Congratulations. Oh, you're in the bottom God. 10, Amanda. Uh, <laughs> you did it. You. you know, the fact that this movie really formed, like, was really a, an important part of my childhood. <laughs> And you're you a victim fucking... of the time. You're a victim of the time. <sighs> but you're, you've made up for lost. You're now wearing a John Waters t-shirt. I've got John mm-hmm. Waters on my shirt. And here's a little fun piece of background. She, one of this was one of the movies you proposed. Another one was Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes, that and that been, the flip that point. was also <laughs> very important to me when I like I, yes. I discovered that yeah, in you contain multitudes. Yes. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> Well, Amanda, that's it. We got through Such it. A treat. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to watch it. <laughs> you know, oh, it went by man. pretty quick. It goes by pretty quick. It's not yeah. a bad movie, uh, but it it does feel like not a good one. <laughs> not, like, like not one that be like, yes, this is like a one. It feels good. inessential. Yes, exactly. Mm. The, yeah, your favorite movie feels inessential, Amanda. Say <laughs> <laughs> was her favorite. It is one of my. It favorites. is one of her favorites. Have you not been listening? She's seen it over two hundred times. No. Yeah, John, you gotta sleep to it. I've I don't. I, now I see time. why. But yeah. another, I would do there because there was a few movies they had on VHS. Like I used to do Steel Magnolias. That was a big one. Uh, we've know. done that one though. That but that's a great, great one. It's a great one. I mean, you don't have anything to prove, man. Don't you worry. Yeah. You. It yeah. is all good. You're we still know. invited to brunch. Don't you worry. Yes. <laughs> Can I ask what's your number one right now? Female trouble. Female still. trouble. John Waters. Female oh, trouble on your shirt. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 Well, Amanda, you'll always be our number one. Is there anything you like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? You know what? To sound as weird and lame as it is, I would say the one thing I want to plug is. Fucking! If you haven't talked to one of your friends in a while, give them a call. You know, we're oh, the pandemic. That's nice. That's nice. You cared about that you haven't talked to in a long time. Do you warn them that you're going to call them, or do you just call them? Um, I would probably when I say call, I would probably text okay. <laughs> just to be like, "Hey, you up?" You? Right. But yeah, I saw a friend the other night, and I thought he looked quite dapper. And literally for the last like 48 hours, I've been kicking myself that I didn't tell him. Like oh, I should have told him he looked dapper. You tell him like, now. Who is it? Who is it? It was friend? Todd Fasson. Sure. Oh, and he was wearing sure. a fucking like twill blazer and this uh, like, okay. like, okay. okay. like he could have been okay. in you are I mean, a Todd... married woman, Amanda. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. And Todd is a married... he's your hall pass, isn't he? <laughs> uh sure. Have you ever asked Chris, your husband, to like go academic? Oh, like, no. academic for your birthday? Wears... Chris wears scrubs every day to work. So that's yeah, feels yeah like... but we're just talking about like for, for a fun night. Yeah. No, I an academic, wear, a like, night a of academia. Sweater. He'll wear a V-neck sweater over a button. Okay, up. that's okay, nice. That's go. good. That's yeah. good. I think you should go all the way. Get a suit. Get like school badges. You know, <laughs> make true. a real scene of it. Mm, yeah, get one of those like weird little like hats that the younger boys were wearing in the very yes. beginning. Yes, mm-hmm. tiny brim. Well, thank you so much, man. You're 
a Titanic guest. <laughs> I mean, this was a complete disaster. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> we have spectacular guests. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens. Follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yes, yeah, so you can email us at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If we got anything wrong or we missed anything, we'd love to hear from you. And we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash Two Old Queens. It's the retirement plan for five bucks a month. You get twice the episodes. Yes, and we also have merch. If you go to Tee Public and search for Two Old Queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your loved ones. And a uh, percentage of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. And that's it. We're done. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank yes, you, Amanda. Thank you, everyone, for Thank listening. You. Everyone, stay safe. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.